Hi, this is Jim Lobato. I'm the president and founder of a company called Performance Group. You're listening to the podcast version of a program that originally aired on BizTalk Radio Show. I started BizTalk so you can have access to today's leading experts about growing your company and yourself. BizTalk is produced by Performance Group, which is in the business of helping the leadership of growth-oriented companies realize their potential. We do this by working with their sales force and helping those individuals discover and develop their unique abilities and then align those abilities with their opportunities. That's why we're known as a sales force development company. I hope you enjoy this podcast. On our program today is Valerie Fitzgerald. She is the author of the best-selling book, Heart and Sold, How to Survive and Build a Recession-Proof Business. Valerie, when I read your book, I'll have to admit, based on the title, I expected one thing and got something else. So it wasn't what I expected, but you delivered so much more. Well, thank you. Thank you, Jim. And, and what I mean by that is that when I first heard about the book and then thought about having you on as a guest, I thought, well, here's going to be more of a technical manual in terms of you know building a recession-proof business, which there are great tactics in your book, and at the same time, what a great story. And so I just want to share with our readers today out there that would pick up a copy of your book, which is, again, is Heart and Sold, How to Survive and Build a Recession-Proof Business. It's a great read and a great story. So, Valerie, my first question is, what inspired you to take, which is, in essence, your life story and put it down on paper? Well, actually, Jim, it, I had done, you know, I've spoken a lot around the country um, at various uh, real estate conferences because that's the field I'm in. And, you know, women would come up to me and say, oh, I can't be like you and I, or I can't do what you do because I have. And then they tell me some story about a death or divorce or a sick parent or a child or something. And I would quietly think to myself, and I would say, oh, and I, there's not enough time to, you know, to spend with each person that would come up to me, but I would think to myself, oh, my gosh, I mean, I've, all of those things have happened in my life. So I thought at one point, oh, well, maybe one day I'll put all this together. And then I did a show about inspiring women uh, on television, and an editor at Simon & Schuster had seen it. And she emailed me and said, would you be interested in writing a book? And I said, you know, true to my nature, I said, sure. <laughs> and so she said, well, give us kind of an outline. I quickly sent an outline thinking it's kind of a fluke. It probably won't happen. And they said, okay, we're going to buy it. So that's kind of how it came together. Then the real task came of, of putting the stories and the lessons together. And how long did that take? The process is about a three-year process. Yeah. Uh, the writing took about five months, but... Uh, you know, I worked during the day, so I'd write. I'd get home at night at about seven, seven thirty, and write until two or three in the morning. So it was quite a grueling, you know, five months of of writing. And I wrote it longhand, Jim. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it longhand. For some reason, I couldn't sit in front of the computer. I'd start to type on the computer, and then I'd back it up and say, "Oh, take out that sentence." But in writing, you just kind of let it flow, and that's that's how it worked. But I've got you know legal tablets, uh, you know, three feet high. <laughs> Which would make for a great journal, right? Yeah, exactly. Valerie, for people who read the book, they'll understand the title, Heart and Sold, because it really becomes evident your passion, not only for business, but also for life in general. Share with our audience your background and how you got into the real estate business. Well, I got into the real estate business because I was living in New York, and I was um, found myself a single mother of a little new baby girl, and... 
I had to figure out what I was going to do to earn a living to support us. And my uh, friend of mine had offered me a, a job only was in California to go and work for a major cosmetic company. So um, I upped and moved myself and, and my baby and moved uh, to Los Angeles. And about three months after I was in Los Angeles, the, the position closed, the, the division closed. And some, there was a, you know, whatever they were doing, restructuring in the company. And being the newest person on the totem pole, I was out of the position and out of an income, and uh, which was very scary for me at the time. So a friend of mine I had dinner with one night who was visiting Los Angeles said, oh, don't worry about it, you'll go into real estate. And then I embarked on how I was going to do that with no money and being the sole supporter of a, a small baby. Mallory, you're in a new town. You just lost your job. You decided to get started in a field where you had no experience. When did you feel that this was something you were going to be successful at? You know, it wasn't right away, I can tell you that, because I had to multitask and figure out so many things at the same time, including, you know, you know what I was going to do. And honestly, the first eight or nine, ten months, I didn't make a nickel in, in business. And so I wasn't sure... I wasn't sure. I didn't think I really assessed, assessed myself whether or not I was going to be good or not. I had to make this work. I had to be good at this. And I don't. so I think I, I, I felt I had to be good at it before I knew I'd be good at it. And that's kind of, I just went with sheer perseverance and blind faith and went right after it. So, Valerie, anybody who's read your book will understand you've been on the roller coaster ride of the highs and lows, both personally and professionally. And now everyone seems to be dealing with the uncertainty of the times we're in right now. So what advice would you give people in our audience today if they find themselves in situations where it seems almost overwhelming? You know, it is overwhelming for, for, for most people trying to figure out. There's been so many changes in, in life and in business, and I think those, those changes we're experiencing um, are here to stay. And uh, I think you have to... The overwhelming part is because you haven't made a decision. So I think you have to make a decision of what 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 things you're going to tackle first. And if that's making a living or if it's a, a, a personal situation, um, it's overwhelming because your mind is swimming in in the what do I do until you until you pull the trigger on something and make a decision. So I think you have to if it's, it's if the decision's about a business then or a job, then you have to write down that on a list of. Uh, things of what are overwhelming, what what questions you have that need answering, and start to prioritize the things that, that are the most important uh, to you, whether it's the income side of it or something you hate or something you need to do part-time. And there's so many things that can affect people in so many different ways. That, um, But you have to sort out your mind. I think that I had to get all the things that were in my mind, swimming around, running around, and I had to get them down on paper, and I have to look at them. I'm a visual. I have to look at something and then... And then, and then try to problem-solve it one at, one at a time. Valerie, you started your business out basically by yourself. I mean, you were the business being the real estate agent, and you built it into quite a successful enterprise. So share with our audience some of the key milestones or decisions you made in terms of growing your business. Well, I think building my business to, to be successful, um, I had to have goals, for sure. I had to have goals of, of what I wanted that business to look like. Again, this is all. I still write things down to get them out of my head and see them uh, on paper. Certainly, have to be organized. Um, 
I am very organized, so that that helps with my time because in, when you're in, in the when you're in any sort of service business, all we have is our commodity is our time. All we have is our time to to use. So, and I think uh, it really helped me to keep a a schedule so that I would say, okay, this these are the hours I'm going to do this. These hours I'm going to do that. These are the hours I'm going to do this, and try and keep a schedule just to keep me organized. And then, so of course, those things get pushed around a little bit, especially when you're in the real estate business because. It's all about meeting up with other people's appointments in their time frames. Um, I think I had to figure out what I didn't know. There's lots of things I didn't know, and I think that's true about life and in every business because we can't go into anything saying, oh, I know everything about that. Um, so I had to learn. I had to acquire skills, and, acqu- and I went to seminars, and I, I wanted to hear things I didn't know, and all those ahas I would have were because I, I, even if I sat for two days in a, in a in a, in a conference, I might learn one thing that was an aha that I would then acquire and, and, and put into my business or into my mindset. So knowledge is, the knowledge was really important. You, you, you need that knowledge. Um, and I kind of always, you have to educate, because you have to be a self-starter if you're going to be an entrepreneur or you're going to be in a service business. You have to find things and educate yourself. So I was always browsing looking for a book or we didn't have online when I started you know we didn't have cell phones we didn't have the computers and didn't have online in many many ways it was easier than it is now but um, I had to educate myself in the in, in whatever ways that were tangible to me about um, about what I needed to do and wanted to do uh, and a really important thing in in, in, in in all of this and these are basic foundation things that you have to find a way to be excited every day about what it is you are doing. Uh, instead of going with the glass, you know, the old glasses half empty or glasses half full, it's it's really true. We're talking with Valerie Fitzgerald. Her book is Heart and Sold, How to Survive and Build a Recession-Proof Business. One of the things that you wrote about in your book as you built your business, you mentioned the fact you went out and hired an assistant. In fact, maybe hired a couple of assistants. And I've talked to a lot of business owners who are in positions where they get almost, you know, running out of time. And I'd say the best thing you can do is hire an assistant. And yet you probably know a lot of people also who just don't seem to do that. So talk to our audience about the effect that had in helping you build your business, getting yourself an assistant. Well, when I first started out in business, the only the very, very top people, which, of course, I wasn't, um, had an assistant, so it was sort of a prestige thing to have an assistant. But I saw the practical side of it. I always saw the opposite of what everybody did. I mean, that's how I kind of looked at life and business. And someone was doing one thing, I did the opposite. So only a few people would have an assistant. And I realized I was killing myself, driving and running and going and doing. And I and I couldn't wear all these hats myself. And I also so I thought I need some help. I need someone to help me. And I also had no money to get someone to help me. So, but so I sat down and made there one of my lists of all the things in, in, that I was doing that I didn't want to do, and I wrote them down and said, "Okay, this is going to be my new assistant's job." It was sort of what I called my first business plan, if you will, because I needed to hire someone to do all those things. And then when I first, when I finally made, I think it was one or two sales, um, I put that money aside. Immediately put it into hiring an assistant. Uh, and figuring I put that money aside to hire to hire an assistant, which 
you know, had some later effects on my business because it was supposed to have gone to my taxes. But <laughs> at, at the time, that's what I had to do. And um, I hired her, and it just opened my world and my time up so that I could go out and get the business. Because you, in, as an entrepreneur, there's someone who's the rainmaker going out and getting the business and interfacing with the clients. And there's the other side of it, which is the administrative stuff that you've got to do the ordering of whether it's the, the, the materials or the marketing or whatever you've got, you've got to do, answering the phones. I cannot be sitting and doing those things when I need to be out on the street with people and bringing back business. Valerie, you leave New York, you come to L.A., and you decide to get into one of the most competitive industries out there, which is real estate, in one of the most competitive markets on the planet. So what do you think differentiated what you did that enabled you to become so successful under those conditions? Well, I, you know, I saw what was going on, and, and I guess what could separate me would be that I was always thinking of, of new ways to do the same things. I mean, I, I, watched, I watched a lot of my colleagues and the trends, and, and many times, actually, Jim, I would just go and do the opposite. Uh, can, you give a, can you give an example of that? Yeah, absolutely. When, for instance, when, when I first got into the real estate business, there were, it was kind of uh, ruled by uh, you know, these women that had been in business a very long time, and, and they all said, oh, you're in a shark tank, is what they would say to me. And I was like, oh, okay, well, whatever. And, they, and then they would pick these little areas that they would control. One would be a little Beverly Hills, one could be a little Bel Air, one could be another little area, and every and people dominated those those areas, those homes. You know, that was, they sold the most homes, they listed the most homes, they had they kind of controlled the knowledge of those homes. Uh, again, we didn't have the computer system, so that that knowledge would could it could be shared if you wanted to know. So people felt they had to go to this one person, and I didn't see it that way. I felt why couldn't I work them all? So I was not the favorite child for quite some time because I decided I was going to work the mall. So I started to mail to the mall and, not, and go to knock on doors to the mall and moving my. You know, I, d I just didn't limit my career to in the way that they had, and I just decided I could work in all the markets. And I always felt why, why would why do you have to be limited? Why do you always have to do things the way that they've always been done? And today, what are you doing to remain competitive? Today, let's see, what am I doing to remain competitive? I, boy, business has changed so much. Um, I guess I still see what other people are doing. I do different things. Um, but I think one of the most competitive things right now, that the way that the business is, is really changing and also with the economy, that because the changes we're experiencing across the board in, in the world and in, in, in our local towns, um, are here to stay. I really believe they're here to stay. I think business will be done differently. I think communication has drastically changed. So I'm, I've, I've totally embraced it and incorporated it and, 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 and incorporated all the new ways of communicating, and I see my business. I have a lot of social networking now in my business. The website is very important. Um, I think that we all have learned now that there are a lot of eyeballs uh, looking at our product and services mm -hmm. all over the world and have access to our product and services. So we had better be prepared to, to give them in short sound bites information and content that's, that's relative and valuable to them so they'll choose to work with us. Yeah, I was out on Google the other day on Google Maps and just was 
zoned into a neighborhood. You know, you, you can just drill down on that map. And yeah. I noticed there were some pop-ups now, and now Google has homes that are for sale. Right. And the, and the detail, it's like, wow, and there's something that wouldn't have happened five years ago, even a year ago. You know, that so the technology that's out there, the access that's out there, seems like it's, it's unlimited, and it changes the way people interact with, especially what you're selling. You don't necessarily have to drive by anymore to find that house. Right. There's, there's so many things that are changing this way, and if we're not prepared in five years, we will be left by the wayside. And, and I think, honestly, Jim, when, when business is tougher right now, there's a time to work inside your business. When, 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 you're, when you're busy going and doing and, 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 and constantly on the reactive mode, you don't have the time to reflect on the business of the things you need to change and need to add. You need to do, because looking down the future, these things are going very quickly, like you just mentioned. A year ago, you wouldn't have seen that. But they're going very quickly now in all of our businesses that are of the service business. or pro- We have products we have in that, in, in, in that you know, genre. So you better be prepared. That and, and it's exciting. You know why, Jim? Because a lot of it's free. Hmm. So the marketing that I've done in my business used to cost me, you know, six, seven hundred thousand dollars a year from from marketing, you know, all these all these different things and running my company. Now I can do it for a, you know a quarter of the of that number. Yeah. Get yourself a good graphics person and a good web person, and you're off and running. And they're competitively priced now. You can get someone a lot less expensive than you could have a year ago. Tell our audience about the experience you learned as an owner and the attention it takes to keep your business going in the right direction. Well, I think, you know, the interesting thing, the only times we can really, you know, look back in life are probably the movies, you know, to learn things. We look at them, we remember, look back at it, we see a movie and look back, and we can look backwards to, to that, that time. But the important thing that you have to understand is while we're in it, we're not, a lot of us that, what I've realized is that I wasn't paying attention the way that I was spending way too much money. I had seven assistants when now I work I work with only three. I was spending money and, and not thinking about it. I'm sure every small business this happened to over the last seven years. Mm-hmm. And then when all of a sudden you find out then, and it kind of nobody really saw this coming, that really in, in the 07, when I think when the recession really started, uh, maybe the end of 06, it was starting to kind of, you know, kind of bubble, you know, murmur. And we all were like, no, there's no bubble in this, you know, in the, in the real estate business. There's no bubble in my product and services. The restaurants are going great. Hotels are doing so great. But truthfully, it, it starts before we actually recognize it. So it starts to happen in 07. And I, none of us picked that up yet because we're still all kind of going with the herd saying, oh, life's great. Oh, my business is fine. How is yours? And then when st- things really start to fall off and drop off, your sales drop off, and, you, and you've been operating it at, at a whole other level, I had to stop everything. I stopped absolutely everything. And I said, I'd better, I'd better find a new way of doing my business or, or I could go under. And even at my success level, I could go under. So I looked at I, I look at all my monthly expenses. I looked at what I'm paying for my staff. I'm looking at what I'm spending personally. I'm looking at all kinds of things, and it's not just me. It's I believe that this is here to stay. We've all fi- we're all finding if you're smart and, you've, and, you're, and you're thinking about this or you're actually doing this. Well, we've all we're all going to find a better, more streamlined way of doing business forever. Yeah, for absolutely. The- so where is Valerie seeing the opportunity? 
more or less the upside and the downturn that you've experienced? Well, first of all, I think there's opportunity in, in many different ways. And the opportunity is going to be that your competition, if you're not doing your competition well. So if you change your business and you're ahead of that game, you'll get the opportunity because you'll be ahead of them. So I think there's opportunity in making that fundamental shift in your life and your business, for one. In terms of how I've made the change is that I, 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 exactly that. I am ahead of 90% of people in my business, I think, in terms of how I, and I've got no proof, by the way. <laughs> no, one's, no one's ahead of me that's, that I can look at and go, oh, that's the example of what, how I know what I'm doing now is going to be successful. That, so I'm kind of in that whole blind faith mode, you know, of all these changes I'm doing, and I'm sticking with it. Because I do believe, and it, like you just, either a Google Map example, that our business is going to be done differently the way people are buying and selling homes. And I'm going with that and I'm, and, and in terms of my, my, my business model. And I'm staying with that with between, you know, the, all the innovative things that agents are not doing here. And I, I see some of them copying some of the things I'm doing, which is fine because that's the, that's the best. I, I, we all borrow from each other. Mm-hmm. But, but I think that when, especially because nobody, nobody can, t- no one can say, can stab in front of the room and say, this is the new curve, this is the new world, this is how, you know, it's going to be done, because the, there's, there's, no, there's no proof of that yet, or it, it's, it, whether it's banking, whether it's real estate, or whether it's hotels, products, and services. I mean, because there's such a, a big world that's that underbelly of the Internet and, and, and social networking and so I decided to ramp all of that up. My new website that was one of the best investments I, I ever made in myself and incorporating all the social media into that. I know a lot of us baby boomers, which I am, like, oh, what do I need Facebook for? What do I need, you know, to have, you know, these people for? But honestly, what it does is it opens up if you've got a product or service, I've got 4,000 friends on Facebook, then I can go on there. And it's mine's not a personal one like, you know, watch me and my family barbecue. Mine is about business and relevant information that I share and all of that. But I guess you could have two, one personal and one business one. But in that vein that I can talk about a new project that I have coming online or a new service that I'm doing or come to this or, you know, and, and, and with 4,000 people reading it, it's, you, have a, you have an audience for that product or service. We're talking with Valerie Fitzgerald, her new book, Heart and Sold, How to Survive and Build a Recession-Proof Business. And Valerie, I'll share with our audience once again what a great read this book is. It's truly an emotional journey through the personal challenges one faces in terms of regaining their personal power while building and maintaining a successful business. And that's regardless whatever is going on outside of that world in terms of the economy or everything else that may affect that. So I would encourage our audience, if you're looking for some great inspiration. This is the book you want to pick up and read. Thank you, Jim. And my question is, where do you think that strength comes from for you? The strength inside of me? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, it's an interesting question because uh, it, at one time I'd say the fear drove me. People would say, oh, get over your fears and all that. Not, not me. No, I, I decided to go, you know what, I'm scared as hell, and I'm still going to live with that. I'm scared, but I'm going to do something about it. There are people that get scared and go sit on the couch, and there's some people that get scared, and, they're, and they're, they, 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 get, you know, they get moving, and I'm one of the ones that gets moving. So initially it was the fear and, honest to God, the love I have for my daughter. is just I, I had to. I, I, there was no question in my mind I was going to build a great life for us. 
uh, as a single parent of which I raised her and so that was a real that was a real uh, why a real goal for me to 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 do that um, and you know honestly I mean we talk, I think what a really important thing about is important to talk about today Jim is confidence because people have lost so much of their confidence mm-hmm. and I think we have to acknowledge that because and people have to remind themselves that but they're the sum of all their past experiences and realize that although today the times are tough that all of our lives and business experiences are are so many and and that we need to draw on those strengths and you know today and however you know whenever possible well especially when you're in sales i always tell people that selling is really nothing more than the transfer of confidence and enthusiasm so it's your job to stand guard of your confidence right and not buying into all the naysayers, the stuff that you hear. And, you know, I write my newsletters in a very positive, you know, way out to my, my different groups. And, and it's important because the feedback I get back is, oh, my God, thank God someone said po- something positive, you mm-hmm. know. And instead of, oh, it's terrible, the thing isn't horrible, I'm not making a living, oh, my gosh, you know. Because you hang around those people and, you, and you're not going to get better, not going to feel better. So what has Valerie Fitzgerald excited today? What has me excited today? <laughs> um, I guess my book's been very exciting because it came out uh, a couple of months ago, and boy, when it, you know achieving that is uh, was a big uh, relief in having it finally uh, printed and see it in the bookstore. I saw it in the bookstore the other day, so that was um, that's that was that's got to be a different experience for you <laughs> <laughs> to walk by. And go, I know this lady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It was. It honestly was. I was holding it. I was holding it, looking at it, and this woman goes, "Oh, what is that book?" This woman's standing there, looking in the business section, and I said, "Oh, it's, uh, it's actually my book. <laughs> you you can have it if you'd like." She goes, "Will you want? Will you sign it?" So I said, "Sure." But so that's that's kind of fun. All the little tickles you get from time to time, and I think the exciting thing that one of the exciting things that that I do um, on a regular basis, I've I've added new things into my business I never thought I could do. I mean. As my business was the, the sales were 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 uh, becoming less and less, I decided I had to branch out and take on big uh, development projects, and that's and that's taken a couple of years to come together. And now I've got a couple of really big development projects. So um, I I I think I've had to expand my mind, and I think the more it's out there to make it up. If you just sit down and think in in your mind, uh, you don't look at the, what your competitors are doing, but think a little bit of the opposite. I always go the opposite. Well, why don't I do something different? And, and nobody else is usually doing something different. So you add that in, and you start to go, isn't this fun? It it's actually can right. be fun. And it's then having the courage to be different. Yeah. Take that step. Well, you know what the worst thing someone can say is no. I mean, yeah. and then if, then if you've got it, you can, you can, you can try and change that objection, but, yeah. you know. I mean, how bad can it be? It's better than not trying. So what's the one thing I should have asked you but didn't ask you yet on the program? Hmm. No, you know, I, I guess the, the one thing I, I, I wanted to bring up was the confidence, but we talked about that. Um, I guess... Gee, Jim, I think you're such a great interviewer. <laughs> I think I think you've got me here. I think you've got uh, you know all of the things that I thought were important to talk about. It was easy, first of all, because of you and the book you have written, which again is Heart and Sold: How to Survive and Build a Recession-Proof Business. And I'm telling you, it's 
it's much more than that for our audience out there. It's truly an inspirational read for, for those of you who are looking for some confidence today or just looking for different insight. We recognize that things are changing, and with that change comes sometimes uncertainty. But if we pull on our past experiences in terms of things we have survived and worked our way through, it definitely makes the future a little bit more brighter. So thank, thank you. you for your, your – even though it was a three-year project, I think the timing actually worked out perfectly in terms Which of the release. Which is amazing, isn't Yeah, it? it is. Things happen for a reason. Yeah. On our program has been Valerie Fitzgerald, her book, Heart and Sold, How to Survive and Build a Recession-Proof Business, available on Amazon.com. And if they wanted to learn more about you or your business, Valerie, where would they go to find out more about you? Oh, my website is www.ValerieFitzgerald.com. And it's, there's a lot of good information, good ideas. If you, can, you want to steal some of my ideas, please feel free to, to do that. Valerie, thanks yeah. for being on the program. Jim, thanks so much. Take care. This or other BizTalk podcast may be downloaded by visiting our website, at www.biztalkradioshow.com or you can subscribe to BizTalk through iTunes. If you want to learn the strategies how to take your sales force to the next level, you can contact the Performance Group at 800-550-9509 or visit us on the web at www.pmgllc.net.